Hello everyone. Welcome to americspod.com. americspod.com is a conversation space for men's health and wellness. The podcast focuses on fitness, nutrition, sexual health and reproduction, mental health and any matter that affects the life of a man. Welcome. I am your host, Amerix. Let us all get better together. Welcome to this episode and we are going to talk about fasting. The basics of fasting. By the end of this episode, I will expect you to understand the history of fasting, the definition of fasting, why people fast, who should fast, how we fast, and what happens when you fast. We will also talk about the steps you can take to start fasting. So welcome. Fasting is as old as man. Fasting has been with us for a very long time, as long as we lived. The ancient Greeks believed that fasting improves cognitive abilities. Other philosophers believed that fasting is a medical remedy to our illnesses. Hippocrates, for example, who is considered the father of modern medicine, prescribed fasting to his patients. It is here that he wrote, and I quote, to eat when you are sick is to feed your illness. Another philosopher from Greece called Plutarch also wrote something about fasting. And he said, I quote, Instead of using medicine, better fast today. End of quote. Plato and Aristotle also were students of fasting. They embraced fasting for quite a number of reasons. The Greeks believed that medical treatment could be observed just by looking at nature. Us, the human beings, we are animals. And if you observe your animals when they are sick, you will understand the genesis of fasting. For example, when a dog or a cat gets sick, they stay away from food. They become anorexic. Just like human beings, when we get sick, we feel like we don't want to eat, we lose appetite, we want to vomit. The body is trying to prepare itself for healing. And for this reason, fasting has been described as the physician within. It is the vaccination that is within yourself that you can use when you are sick. But why do people fast? 
people fast for quite a number of reasons and the first one which is common is spiritual or religious the christians the muslims buddha hindus believe that fasting is a cleansing or a purification process they also believe that when you fast you focus yourself in meditation and prayer and therefore you get closer to your god the other reason why people fast is medical you go to a hospital and the surgeon declares you need to go for surgery he will tell you to skip eating for some time this way you prevent food in the stomach from regurgitating back during intubation when you are on the operating table and hence therefore you end up with a successful surgical procedure people also fast for political reasons there are politicians who believe when they fast they are able to bring their thoughts and mind together to create solutions to social political problems that they face the other reason why people fast is because of nutritional benefits like losing weight or controlling your eating habits and patterns so those are the major four reasons why people fast but what is the difference between fasting and starvation one of my followers asked me don't you think if i fast i'll be starving and i will die now starving is not fasting starvation is not fasting fasting is a conscious decision you make to stay away from food for a particular benefit either spiritual medical political or nutritional but starvation is an involuntary happening or an involuntary circumstance during fasting you are in control of the process but during starvation you are not in control of the process so that is the difference because during fasting you can decide ah i'm now not feeling well let me just eat or ah this fasting is taking long let me just break it but with starvation you don't know when you will eat next that is the difference medical reasons why people fast or nutritional reasons why people fast have been discussed quite in depth if you go online if you read books you will see a number of medical or nutritional benefits of fasting for example losing weight or reversing type 2 diabetes mellitus because when you're fasting you are controlling insulin hormone and blood sugar and by so doing you are therefore controlling uh type 2 diabetes 
And if you control diabetes, you will prevent the emergence of other diseases or conditions like hypertension, heart diseases, stroke, and even cancer. Fasting is also a detoxification strategy. Fasting helps your cells engulf themselves. Those bad cells or the toxic wastes inside your cells are going to be eaten up and destroyed or recycled. And that is detoxification. The waste, the toxic substances and um, bad material inside your tissues and cells are going to be engulfed and destroyed during fasting. And of course, fasting saves time. You don't have uh, to go and cook or to go in a restaurant to ask for food. So you save your time doing other things instead of eating. And finally, fasting will also help you save money. How do you fast? There are several regimens out here for fasting. The first one is the common regimen of 6 p.m. to 6 a.m. So you eat your last meal at 6 p.m. and then you eat your next meal at 6 a.m. So at night when you're sleeping, you're fasting. This is the most common. The other one is the Ramadan type of fasting where you fast from 6 a.m. to 6 p.m. From sunrise to sunset. Then after sunset, you can now eat. The other regimen is the time-restricted fasting. For example, 16 hours of fasting, 8 hours of eating. So you eat at midday until 8 p.m. So from 8 p.m. till the next day at midday, you are not eating. You can extend it longer and make it 18, 6. So you eat at midday and then eat your last meal at 6 p.m. Then from 6 p.m. till the next day at midday, you are not eating. You can even extend it further to 20 hours of fasting and 4 hours of eating. Or even 22 hours of fasting and 2 hours of eating. The other regimen of fasting is called one meal a day. And this is very common. Where you only eat one meal a day and that's it. So you decide you'll be eating your meal every 4 p.m. Every day. So at 4 p.m. you eat your meal until the next day at 4 p.m. One meal a day. And then the last one is the alternate day fasting where you pick particular dates in a week and decide that you're going to fast. You can decide on Tuesday and Wednesday. Those are my fasting days. Or Tuesday, Wednesday and Thursday, 72 hours of fasting. So those are the common regimens that we have when it comes to to fasting. So who should not fast or who should fast? Anyone can fast. Anybody can fast because fasting is the physician within. However, children should not fast, especially if they are nine years and below, because 
children require constant exposure to nutrition since they are growing rapidly and developing pregnant mothers are also not encouraged to fast because the fetus is rapidly growing so it needs constant exposure to nutrition lactating mothers too are not encouraged because they are feeding a baby who needs constant nutrition but any other person can fast if you are underweight or malnourished you don't need to fast really because you need constant nutrition but any other person can just fast So what happens when you start fasting? Fasting involves changes inside your cells which in turn affects metabolism. During a fast, maintenance of blood glucose level initially relies on glycogen stores in the liver and the muscle. But as you continue fasting, more glycogen is pulled out of the liver and then after around 24 hours the body now goes to other stores where you've stored your fats to pick those fats and turn them for energy use and that's when the body goes into something called ketosis so so the body begins using fats for energy because it has already pulled out the energy that was stored in the liver and the other skeletal muscles adjusting to a fast can take a bit of time and you will experience a lot of side effects or a lot of things that you wouldn't expect like hunger pains you will have some muscle cramps then sometimes you will feel your skin is irritating and then you'll have a headache so these are just side effects and they are signs that your body is dumping its toxic sugar load but with time the body will get used to this the body will adapt to all these changes and everything will go back to to normal there is something called the down phenomenon and i want to quote a book by dr jason fang it's called the diabetes code this is what he has written he says after a period of fasting and especially in the morning people experience high blood glucose this phenomenon is called the down effect or the down phenomenon and this phenomenon is created by the circadian rhythm circadian rhythm is your biological clock how your hormones behave you know in your body during a 24 hour cycle so just before you wake up that is around 4 am the body secretes higher levels of adrenaline growth hormone glucagon 
and cortisol to prepare you for the upcoming day. For example, adrenaline gives our body some energy. Growth hormone helps repair and synthesize new protein. Glucagon helps move glucose from storage into the blood so that it's ready to use as energy, while cortisol, the stress hormone, gets us ready for activity. So you can see that in the morning, your blood sugars are higher and these counter-regulatory hormones are also higher, meaning in the morning, you have enough energy to do your duties. You don't have to eat. You don't have to eat your morning breakfast because the body has already prepared you for the day by pulling enough energy for you. So how do you start fasting? Supposing now you've listened to this podcast and you say, ah, I want to try fasting. So how do you begin? This is a question that many guys have asked me. The first step is to cut snacks out of your diet. Snacks are those meals, that small meals that come between the the three meals, the breakfast, lunch, and dinner. They are those small meals that come between there, in there. Do away with them so that you just have those three meals, breakfast, lunch, and dinner. Then after a while, do away with breakfast because according to science and what I read earlier, breakfast is not the most important meal of the day. Also, breakfast is not a meal that brings social connection on the table because people are busy, they, are, they want to go to work. So breakfast is the easiest one to ignore. So ignore that and say your first breakfast will be at midday, noon. And then once you eat at noon, you say your last dinner or your last meal, that is dinner, will be at 8. So already that will be an 8-hour window. So you'll be fasting for 16 hours and eating for 8 hours. Then you push it for one week or two weeks so that the body gets used to it and decide now to elongate it. Make it a longer fast, maybe 18 hours of fasting, 6 hours of eating. You can continue elongating it, make it longer to 20 stroke 4 or 22 stroke 2. And if you even want to challenge yourself more, have one meal a day. And if you are so used to one meal a day, now you can push it further to an alternate fasting regimen where you decide on Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, I'll be fasting. So as simple as that. However, before you decide the regimen that suits you, you must ask yourself, what is your goal? Most people don't have goals. You must have a goal because all these regimens work for different goals. One might work for weight loss. The other one might work for uh, improving your gut health. The other one might work for spiritual reasons. So you must have a goal. Once you identify your goal, then you work towards that goal by picking the best regimen that will work for you. So don't just pick any regimen because people are picking. 
Then make it a habit. Don't do it today, tomorrow you leave, you know, you do not have a dedicated, credible and reliable process or systems within you. For you to have a habit sticking in your life, you must build a reliable system, a sustainable system. Most people get into fasting without building a system first. And that system must be credible, reliable, and sustainable. Don't just do fasting because Amerix is doing fasting. Do fasting because your system allows you to do it. I'm not talking about the body system. I'm talking about your life, your environment, the way you live. Does it allow you to begin picking the fasting regimen that you have picked? Does it allow you to do alternate day fasting? Does it allow you to do intermittent fasting? Does it allow you to do one meal a day? So pick a fast that works for you and stick to it. So what are the do's and the don'ts? What should you eat during fasting and what should you eat? So during fasting, you should rehydrate. That is the number one do. Hydrate. Take water in plenty. Why? Because when you are fasting, the body pulls glycogen from your liver and it pulls that glycogen with water. So you also lose water. And that's why when you fast for the first week, you will lose weight. The weight you've lost is called water weight and it is weight that can come back. So rehydrate. Ensure you take enough water. The other thing that you can take is saline water. So you take a warm a glass of warm water and add some salt. Why? Because you need sodium and chloride. Since you are losing water, there is a possibility you are also losing sodium and chloride. So you need more water and you also need salt. The other thing that you can take is apple cider vinegar. You can take two tablespoons in a glass of warm water in the morning. What apple cider does to you, it pushes away the cravings, the sugar cravings, the hunger, the headache. And this will push you for longer hours during fasting. The other thing that you can take which is very beneficial is coffee, the black coffee, sugarless. It will also push away hunger. It will also raise your metabolism. However, do not take coffee beyond 1 p.m. It will interfere with your sleeping pattern or your sleeping cycle. The other thing that you can comfortably take is green tea. Green tea has been uh, found through several studies that it contains very important antioxidants that fight the free radicals in your body. During fasting, the body is trying to get rid of those radicals like um, another radical called ROS. There are so many radicals in uh, in the cells. So when you take green tea, 
you also support the cells in getting rid of those radicals from your cells and these radicals are the ones that are responsible for changing the dna of your mitochondria and leading to those metabolic illnesses like cancer diabetes and the rest so green tea is good but if you cannot get green tea black tea is also good so you can take it and finally uh another thing that you can take is what we call the medium chain triglycerides mct oils the medium chain triglycerides can be found in coconut oil and some palm oil the don'ts avoid anything that has calories any caloric drink for example lemon water honey or anything even a fruit you don't eat because they have calories the moment you just take calories you have broken your fast the purpose of a fast the way we said especially the nutritional fast is to allow your body go into the fats that have been stored and use them for energy so when you eat a calorie then the body stops going to the fat stores and begin using the calorie that you have fed the body so in summary what are the benefits of fasting number 1 eliminates risk factors of metabolic diseases for example uh, lowering cholesterol lowering blood pressure increasing insulin sensitivity and then supporting your metabolism number 2 improving your mental health you become focused your brain becomes healthier number 3 it boosts cell processes especially on uh, what we call autophagy so it makes your cells do away with those waste products inside the cells and then finally stabilization of hormonal functions i mentioned earlier that in the morning the counterregulatory hormones rise up so if you are fasting you give these hormones the opportunity to do their job to play their role effectively unlike if you eat and keep on confusing your hormonal cycle finally fat loss if you want to lose uh, uh unnecessary fats then fasting is a better way of doing it fasting is not starving fasting is a deliberate decision you make for some reasons while starvation is an involuntary circumstance you are not in control of what is going on those are the basics of fasting i hope this episode has taught you something about fasting the many questions that you ask me in in my channels on twitter and telegram have been answered through this episode thank you very much for listening Hi once again we have come to the end 
of this episode, I invite you to subscribe to the podcast. I also welcome your feedback on email. You can write to podcast at americs.co.ke. You can also follow me on Twitter at americs. Thank you for listening. Let's continue getting better together. Bye.